Hey everybody on Podcast Land, it's David coming at you with a new podcast. Well, it's a brand new day. It is Friday, September 16th, 2022, the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. And it's a beautiful day today. Very nice. I'm outside sitting. I figured I'm going to go outside and do a podcast for my listeners out there today. I just feel like I got some information on my heart i just like to share with y'all. Just open myself up and be honest and talk with my followers out there and encourage you and bless you today as i'm just sitting here i open up the bible and i was reading um read a few different things today but one of the things i read on a daily basis i, I think i told you this before is i i'm going through the bible and i'm in second samuel right now close to the end and i also been reading about david and saul's journey and then saul's been removed and then what's happened to david Um, Today, I've made it to the point where David goes out to his final battle that I can see so far, his final battle. And as he gets there, it's the giant. I think it's the last giant that's left. And just before the giant kills David, his men shows up and stops the giant, kills him, and then tells David, stop, you're not going out to battle no more. You can't go with us anymore because if you die, the light of Israel will go out. So they... They remove him off the battlefield, and he no longer goes out to battle. The giant also had a new sword that was never used yet, and he was going to try to kill him with it. I thought about some of those details as I was reading it today, and I thought it was really interesting. Um, One thing I was thinking about, and this ain't what I'm going to talk to you guys about. I just want to tell you, that's one of the things I read today. I read other things. Every day I'm always reading something or trying to follow after something. But in my personal life, this is what I've been reading. And I want to tell you, you guys should have a personal life walk with God outside of anything else, not having to share with people, not having to just for yourself, for a journey to get in the word. So interesting to get into it and what it can do for your life. But I was thinking after I got done, I was sitting there thinking David pretty much first comes onto the scene of the Bible after he kills the giant Goliath as a boy. Now we're seeing at the end of his life the last exploit one of his last ones that are concerning battles and that is a giant and it's the last giant so David was there for the Goliath giant in his young youth and he ends towards his end of days with the giant and one thing that can mention to us in in our life is you're always going to have a giant you might kill your giant at a young day and you might already think that you're somebody You've already arrived in God. You've got everything figured out. Nobody can tell you anything. I know, I know there's people in my life and people I've ministered to that they're so headstrong. They have their mind made up that it doesn't matter what I say. It does, They just have their mind made up. That's a giant. Because if you cannot grow, if you have closed off your mind to grow or to listen to other people, even people that aren't even with God, There's people out there that have knowledge in this earth that would do you good just to sit and listen to some of the things they have to say about things, not concerning God, but concerning simple things. For example, do you go out and test all your water? No, you leave that to somebody that you don't even know, and he's probably not even a Christian. Do you test all your food before you eat it? No, somebody else already did that. Somebody packaged it. They're probably not a Christian. You can go on and on in your life, the people that have done ministry that's ministry in your life that's not christians not believers 
Think about that. And then you then you make a stand in your life as a Christian and you walk around only to Christians bragging about how much you do just for God because you're not doing it to the world. I don't see these people going out and ministering to non-believers. I see them preaching to believers that already know the word. You know, I have people come in my life that want to teach me Bible when I'm a minister of the gospel. Just because they're in, they start reading the Bible, they want to teach me. Instead of going out and teaching somebody that doesn't have knowledge, it's almost like it's a war, it's a battle. They have to prove themselves. They have to be better than somebody. And that's that's wrong. That does not come from God. We are supposed to work shoulder to shoulder to help. But your job and my job is to evangelize the unbeliever. Now, as a minister, God has raised me up also to do correction and reproof on everybody, even ministry of the believers. That's why I correct a lot of times because I see believers going the wrong way and they can't see it. You know, a lot of sheep sometimes when they're out in the field will wander. They wander after food, wherever it is, just wander, 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 wander. And the shepherd's job is to keep them intact. He's got a plan. He looks ahead, he sees, because he has different kind of understanding than sheep. And he sees things far off and he knows where dangers are and he knows where the next field is and he knows what he's going to do. And he's praying and he's working and he's doing the things he's supposed to. And he's, he's binding up wounds of one sheep while another sheep might be headstrong trying to mate with females that he don't want him to mate with. Maybe a female's trying to mate with some relative that's inside the family that's going to cause inbreeding and it's just something he don't want. So he tries to head that off. The shepherd knows what he's doing. The sheep do not know what they're doing. And that's the way it is. But what's funny to me is how many Christians want to correct Christians. They don't want to go outside of the pew. They'll sit right on that pew, listen to the preacher, and then bicker amongst each other and, you know, look at what each other's wearing, how somebody sung a song, how somebody's music, you know, what they're listening to. And it's all inside the house, but they walk outside that house and they live a whole different lifestyle outside that building, outside the purview of other Christians. That's hypocrisy. One thing I teach my kids is integrity. What you do alone is who you are, not what people see. I don't care what people see. That's what you're allowing them to see. But when nobody's around and you're by yourself, that's who you are. And everybody should know that. Everybody should be living like that. That should be common knowledge, but it's not. The common knowledge of the world is what I let you see, that's who I am. They doctor up their videos so you only see the good parts. They make themselves look good. They, women have been putting makeup on. Now men have been putting makeup on for long periods of times to cover up blemishes. They don't want people seeing blemishes. That blemish is who you are. Do you not know that? Do you not know that mole that's on your face is who you are? That freckle that's on your shoulder, that's who you are? Those scars that are on you, that's who you are. In totality of who you are, you got to look at the whole body, the whole person. And who you are in secret is who you are, folks. You might fool everybody, and that's why you have a trouble inside your mind. Because when nobody's around, that's who you are. And you know yourself. And then you cover it up and hide to people. So, that's not where I was going to go. But that's, that's a story you should look up. David's final battle against the, the giant and then go on from there and then you'll catch up to my daily reading if that's something but I want to talk to you too as I was 
getting ready to come out for the podcast, I, I put on an old pair of shoes. I have, I have an old pair of shoes here. I bought two new pairs also a few weeks ago. And I'm trying to keep them in good shape. We all do this, right? You buy a new pair of shoes, you wear them, and you try to keep them looking nice. But eventually they start to wear, get dirty. But you try to hold that off as far as you can because you like that new pair of shoes, right? So I have an old pair of shoes that I've had for a year now because I try to change them every year because I'm pretty hard on them the way I walk and the way, you know, just yada, yada, yada. But it seems like my old pair of shoes get the most use out of them. You might know where I'm going by now. Old pair of jeans. You probably have old pair of jeans in your drawer that could be there for five, ten years, right? Old shirt, old t-shirt in your drawer, five, ten years. And you always wear it. It's always there. It's always wearable. Might have holes in it, stains, blemishes, problems, but you continue to wear it over and over. They've been proven. Them old pair of jeans have proven themselves. They work. As long as you fit in them, they work. Same with that shirt. And the old pair of shoes that you keep putting on actually have a better use than some of the new ones. The new ones are nice to look good until they break in. The old ones are good in dirt, grime, mud, any weather, pretty much anything except looking good. <laughs> That's the only thing they start to fail at. But for everything else, they're useful. The good new pair is pretty much good for only looking good unless you want to tear them up, wear them out, and ruin them right off the bat. But then you've changed the fact that they're new to they're worn and gross and ugly. So worn, gross, and ugly has a place, folks. Probably a better place. The common thread of humanity is worn, dirty, and ugly. Only a few handfuls at the top, elites, kings, are very small, minute fraction of the human race. They get all the attention, all the glory, all the fame, but they're useless for anything else other than looking good. Did you not know this stuff? This is common stuff, guys. You can think about this. I'm just being real with you. I'm just talking to you. Now, let's let's read scripture because then I came out not looking for anything. I just opened up the Bible and said, okay, Lord, let's see what we got here. And I opened to Proverbs chapter 30. Chap chapter 30, verse 24, we'll read. Four things on the earth are small, but they are exceedingly wise. The ant are a people not strong, yet they provide their food in the summer. The badgers are not a people, not mighty, yet they make their homes in rocks. The locusts have no king, yet all of them march in rank. The lizard you can take in your hand, yet it is in king's palaces. Verse 29, three things are stately in their tread. Four are stately in their stride. The lion, which is the mightiest among beasts and does not turn back before any, the strutting cock and the he-goat, and the king striding before his people. So, some really good things here, guys, to read about. You can go and read it and study it for yourself in Proverbs chapter 30. But the lion, we all know the lion. If you ever walked up face to face to a lion, I've been around some of them in zoos in a cage. And it's very scary to even walk up to them in a cage. But their beauty and, and exoticness and uniqueness is amazing. But the male really doesn't hunt for himself. He doesn't do anything. At a young age, he does. But once that mane starts growing in and he gets a pride, 
they start to hunt for him. He just walks around looking powerful, beautiful, and controlling the scenery. But he doesn't back down. There's not, Even the king, it says, doesn't back down before his people. The cock, the, the male rooster, we all know how they are. They strut, they rooster, they crow. They are mighty for a bird. But what are we talking about here? Well, what we're talking about today, and I think this could be a thought process for you to think about, is sometimes the wore out things are the important things. We sometimes want to throw things away and get rid of it in a throwaway society we're in. But if you look through your stock of inventory, you have things that you've saved along the way. Maybe more high-priced items, better material. Maybe it's something of low-grade material, just it's held on and it's been useful and it's something that you've used multiple times over and over and over again and it's still working. And you keep it because it's still doing its job. Now we get to where the rubber meets the road, folks. Sometimes we go in life, in this life, and we think we're useless because we're insignificant. Sometimes we think we're old, wore out, tired, and that there's really no place for us. We've not made it to the glory of kings and elites or those people high up. But we think that, man, I just, I'm not important. I want you to know you are important. Look at the pair of shoes I put on to wear, to walk around, to do work or anything in. It's an old beat up pair. I'm telling you, they're beat up. And you know what I'm talking about, if you're honest. And I get the most enjoyment out of those, even though they they really aren't good. They make my feet dirty. But they protect me from the outer elements in a way and they just fit right. There's just something about it. Same with the old pair of jeans that we get picked on for wearing in school. But through life, that's the one you're going to wear the most. What about our master, our king, our savior? I think he likes to use people that are old, tired, and worn out. I think he likes to use people that are broken, hurt, Why? Because they're useful. They have a place. God has a place for you. God has a a ministry for you. God has a reason for you. God has something for you that he wants to do. And he has a use for you. It's the enemy that wants you to think that you have no place, you have no use, and that you're broken, wore out, and tired. Get back up and just know who you are with the blemishes don't put the makeup on be the person God wants you to be in secret and in in front of people don't change because you go in front of certain people be who you are and if you're sinning and you can't do that change don't sin if you're doing if you're addicted to stuff that you can't show people stop it become the better you become the better person be used by God have a mission of life And it will help other people. I want to leave you with that today. Keep this short. Love you all. Enjoy your Friday. Get out and do something nice. It's nice weather here. Do something with your family. Don't forget to pray. Read your Bible. And I love you guys. God bless.
Hey, have you ever heard of MyPillow? I'm sure you have. It's on all the commercials that you can see on TV. Well, I'm a user of MyPillow. I used to have migraines, real bad neck aches, but MyPillow helped me in such a way that I don't get migraines and I have to use MyPillow every time I go to bed. I even take it when I go on a trip. My wife and I have to have our pillows, the MyPillow with us wherever we go. You can get the MyPillow too by going to MyPillow.com. Mike Lindell is a Christian, he's a good man, and he produced a very good product. I am advertising MyPillow for free for him, and if I were you, I would buy a MyPillow. I'm doing it because I know it works, it's a great product, and it'll be a great blessing to you and to whoever you buy it from. God bless, and go to MyPillow.com and order MyPillow or wherever you go and you see a MyPillow, buy the MyPillow and watch. You will be blessed. Thank you.